What's going on, y'all? It's Tali here, and welcome back to another episode of Millennial Versus. I'm here with the other three quarters of Millennial Versus team, Laura, Amelia, and our main host, Keenan. Today, we're going to be talking about boundaries. Uh, I think it's a really interesting topic, considering from our very first season, it's one that always fluttered to the surface of just, in general, our thoughts and perspectives of who we are uh, as individuals. And excited to talk about it today, just really further dive into what do they mean to us? Why do we have them? As millennials, why is it important to talk to just bring this topic up. So for me, I think with any sort of relationship, whether it be friendship, romantic, familial, boundaries are probably like the top of my list because boundaries for me means respect. And if you cannot follow my boundaries, if you cannot respect my boundaries, yeah, there probably isn't a place for you in my life. So I feel like if I have to constantly remind you what my boundaries are, it's like clearly you don't care enough to, I, w- I don't want to say like remember them yourself. I think at some point you know your friend and at some point you know what they like, what they don't like, what they approve, what they appreciate, what, you know, what would upset them, those sort of things. So if you choose to not respect my boundaries I feel like that's like a foundation that that really is respect for me is my foundation for any relationship. So I feel like not respecting my boundaries. I mean, it's like the same thing to me. I got to go or not. I got to go. You got to go. Yeah. What do you think, Laura? I really like what you said about it being a form of respect, because I think you can use boundaries in all sorts of situations, even thinking about professional boundaries. I think you have to keep realistic ones, right? Like if you have sort of evaluations with your boss every year or every six months or, you know, however often it may be, you can't then set a boundary with your boss saying, I don't do well with criticism. Don't give it to me, right? Like that just doesn't work. If you have a really good relationship with your job and with your boss and with your coworkers, then you should be able to receive constructive criticism. You have to be able to deal with constructive criticism in a way that hopefully will you a better worker and potentially help the company that you're working for. But I think that also comes with your personal life, right? Like, for example, maybe going to therapy. Your therapist may challenge you to do something that may be out of your comfort zone or see something a different way. Like, you have to be able to think about if that's something that works for you and then if you feel like that's something that you can do or something that you want to do potentially implement that into your life. I think boundaries is kind of complicated, right? Because I think that we all grow into our boundaries or we all sort of accept different things from different people. And I think once you sort of really are able to know yourself and know what triggers you, what doesn't trigger you, what you can have in your life, what you can't have in your life, I think it's really hard, especially when it comes to sort of probably romantic partners. Because I think that you can get really close to someone and maybe after you've, you know, gotten out of that relationship or partnership, looking back, you're like, yeah, that probably wasn't very healthy and I probably should have set better boundaries, you know, but I didn't. Yeah, no, I agree with you because it's so many contexts that establishing boundaries can drift into. You establish boundaries in so many relationship forms, whether romantic relationships relationships with your family members, friends, like, and it's all different, different contexts that it is. Like in general boundaries, it seems like it should be so, such a basic thing to say, oh, I know what I want. Like, this is my boundary. I don't want to do this. Yes or no. 
But as time moves on, and I think you said it, Laura, you can be with a relationship in a relationship and realize you didn't need or want that boundary until afterwards. So I think that's another interesting thing about boundaries is how they're established for who with who we are. There's a lot more that can be taken down or added along the way too. I really feel like it depends on on the context and like. I'm trying so hard not to snitch on myself or say anything that I shouldn't. So, like, for me, one of my boundaries is space. Like, whether I'm working or it's my private space is in, like, my bedroom or my apartment. And it's interesting to me how some people have, like, a clear concept of space and are aware of other people's boundaries or things that they should and shouldn't do as in regards to people that they have respect for in their space. But when it comes to my space or my work area, they have absolutely no regard for that. And that's like crossing a huge boundary for me. And I always call it out whenever I see it, which is annoying to have to do. But but you know what I mean. Yes, yeah. It's one of those things where if you, you only have to do it once. And if you don't do it, how are people supposed to know, you know? I think that's such a powerful point. I think with setting boundaries and establishing boundaries, knowing they're established, you really know that comes to the moment when you say, look, don't cross that line, or this is how I feel about that. Um, and I think that's where kind of within general thoughts and boundaries was respect was the main thing. And that's where with me too, where if I have to repeat myself a second time, when the first time I communicate hey like I don't like that you cross this line that's where you're moving to a space of disrespect and I'm like all right you're crossing my boundary and I know that for a fact or if I say there's obviously there's some instances too where if I know I get like say that itchy feeling like ooh, I know that's not sitting right with me you know and like I have to confront this person again or feeling of confrontation coming on that's where I'm like all right my boundary is about to be crossed or it has been crossed no great point there Amelia within that communication aspect I'm really realizing I think for my take, why I find it so powerful is it helps people recognize what their boundary is and then to not just helps people recognize but when someone communicates, I was like, hey, they're saying, that's my boundary. You may want to listen right now. What about you, Keenan? You, I could tell you had some something to say too. I think trust is another big one for me. So if I feel like I can't trust you, then again, why are you here? This is something that can get very personal as I feel like that's why we're talking about in general. Not personal necessarily as in we're talking about push boundaries, just everyone has boundaries. That's one thing I'll say too. I feel like everyone has them where you can communicate them out early or not. You have your own walls or boundaries in general. But uh, as we are talking about this and say those that maybe not have listened to yet, this really just makes me think about our topic on cheating and forgiving where we did our gen talk on it too, where that was a general boundary cost. So... I think that's where you can get personal there. Do you guys feel like you have good boundaries? And if you feel like you have good boundaries, why do you think it is you have good boundaries? And if you haven't always had good boundaries, what do you think about your life sort of affected you making boundaries or... Oh, I got this. (laughs) No, I love that question because I, my mind instantly went to one place and I'm going to reference an old episode. But for me, I'm going to say that my boundaries were horrible. My boundaries are absolutely disrespectful. I disrespected myself so many times being a people pleaser and allowing people to move my immovable boundaries 
I allowed myself to say, like, I recognize that this is an immovable boundary, but I understand it's a brick wall, but I'm just going to take it down because I love and care for this person. I'm just going to remove it because it's going to get really, really personal, but I'm going to remove it because the opposite of me not removing my boundaries might be this person abandoning me or this person saying your boundary is too much for me. So I have to go, but I had to realize that I will attract the right people for me. If my boundaries that are supposed to be immovable are immovable and stand firm and sturdy, those that can be moved are more flexible, a lot less rigid, but I had to a recognize which boundaries were which and also which boundaries do I move for what people? Because just because you are a person in my life doesn't mean that this same boundary is something that I can move for you. So I kind of place people in tears now. And one of my friends helped me to recognize and understand that. But I sort of place people in tears in my life because I was, again, as a people pleaser, like I wanted to be best friends with everybody. And I felt like that was a healthy thing. Like, if you have a lot of people surrounding you, clearly you're a good person. Clearly you, you know, are doing something right in life because everybody's attracted to you. And it's like, no, I was attracting the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't all good spirits. It was all spirits. I really had to break myself from that. I really did. So for me, I know that's kind of a long answer, but my boundaries were absolutely ridiculous and horrible. But they're better now because it took, in referencing back to the old episode, friendship breakup. And it took for me to lose to be able to find myself in that. Because I said, okay, I moved every single one of my boundaries for this one person. And I still went through that same thing of feeling abandoned. Isn't that crazy? That one thing that I knew, like, okay, if I'm able to move these boundaries, you won't leave. To which, in technicality, they didn't leave. I was the one who had to say, like, listen, this isn't healthy for us anymore. And I love you, but, like, I feel like I'm doing the most, literally the most. And I feel disrespected in this space. And I don't feel appreciated. So if that's the case, then I got to go. I got to go. And and I do that for for me, but for you, too, because I love you enough to say that I want you in a healthy situation. And I don't think that this is healthy for you, just like it's not healthy for me. So for me, it was a friendship breakup that I had to teach myself, like, Keenan, what are your boundaries? Why are they your boundaries? Are they the right boundaries? Just challenging myself on that. And I think I really had to sort of wander in order to be able to understand myself more and to say, okay, this cannot be, this boundary cannot be challenged by anyone or for anything. This boundary for the right person or the right people, I guess I should say. And some of them like, well, these are flexible. I can warn you. Maybe I'll give you a few warnings, but ultimately, maybe we don't mesh and that's okay. And I had to be comfortable in that. So long answer, kind of long. That's my response. I think that I'm going to admit my boundaries are terrible. People tell me this all the time. (laughs) I think that it takes sort of people from the outside telling me like, hey, you probably shouldn't let that person treat you how they have. But I think probably recently, I think that I have sort of set better boundaries and have stuck to better boundaries 
because sort of similar to like what you were saying, Keenan, there was someone in my life who I essentially told them, you make me feel like I hate myself and I don't hate myself. So I just had to cut them out. And I just, I just wasn't willing to continue to sacrifice how I felt about myself, how I felt about, I guess, sacrificing my happiness for their happiness because I very much will do that for, for people that I care about. I very much will put somebody above me. And I think that if it's being reciprocated, that's fine. I think that, you know, as long as it's being done in a healthy and respectful way, I think that that's okay. For me, personally, I'm not saying that's okay for everybody. But it wasn't being done back to me, right? So... It was very much a conversation I had to have with myself of you're either going to accept this for the rest of your life or you're not going to. And it took a long time. Like it definitely wasn't a, I thought about this yesterday. I'm going to do this, you know, today type of a thing. But yeah, no, it's definitely something that I'm not, I'm still not great at. I'll admit that. And I think that it's something I can still work on, but I'm definitely not how I used to be, and I'm proud of that. I don't want this to be like a Laura Keenan conversation. <laughs> I did have something to that, though. But I, I want to know first, like, Amelia or Tali, do you have something you wanted to say to that or to add? I I agree, and I have very similar experiences, too, with how I've established my boundaries um, over the years, which has been when I realized I've been put in a negative spot that I didn't intend to be in. Or where I had, like, a, say, a rude wake-up call. Or it's, like, one of the lower parts of just those life journeys that I always say. I'm like, mm, that doesn't resonate with me. So it's always been interesting. But I feel like just that general common theme is it's been a low point or when we feel like, ooh, like, that's really put who we are in an awkward spot or in a corner where we're like, I don't want to be in that spot again. So that's where I can't really add anything because I agree there to where I can say now, I do feel like I have good boundaries. Communication, I think what Amelia said earlier, me too about my own personal space, who I might in there. But sometimes I, I'll be honest and say I've established like really strong boundaries too, where like it's not just a trench that someone can walk like down and under through. It's like, nah, you may have to like swim across this lake first, you know, till you get to my side of really let me know what's up in real. So nothing to add, I just have I'm curious about the depth about what's it someone cross your boundary. Boundaries can go, and I I was kind of saying this coming into it, but they can go as deep as you want them to, you know? And they can be as powerful or as weak as you make them. I know one of the things that I sort of struggle with now, so I gave you like the beginning part, right? Where my boundaries were whack, just all out of whack. And coming into like the learning and the process of changing that for myself, one of the things that I struggled with was a trying to figure out what boundaries go to which, and also learning how to communicate my boundaries because I'm pretty, I think all four of us are actually really non-confrontational. And so we can all sort of be, this is one of the things my therapist says, Keenan, you're avoidant. And, And I'm like, yeah, I am. But I just, I don't like confrontation. I don't like, again, it's probably that people-pleasing mentality, but I don't like other people feeling bad or knowing that I made somebody else feel bad about themselves or our relationship. So 
I had to learn how to communicate my boundaries. I knew I was a good communicator, or at least I thought I was a good communicator, but that that has been a struggle for me. Just communicating like to what extent and for who I'm delivering it to. Because sometimes I can say like, hey, can you not do this? I don't like that. And I have some friends who'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. And I have some friends who'll be like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Just don't. And I've had to realize that some of those relationships, like that's gaslighting. That's a brush off. Whether or not I sit down and have like 30 minute conversation of why what you did was wrong. Or I say like, hey, can you not do that? I don't like that. Regardless, I feel like it should hold the same weight. And if I tell you no, that's no is no. So I do have a lot less of those relationships. I've noticed. I don't, again, you don't respect the words that are coming out of my mouth, regardless of how it's being delivered to you. That's a red flag to me. I was also going to say, I think being aware as much as possible of other people's trauma but I don't mean in a way of like you have to know exactly why they are the way that they are right I think it's more of how does their past affect how they react to you right and I think that you can enjoy being around somebody you can you know want to be their friend but I think that you also have to be aware of kind of like what you were saying Keenan where if you say hey that hurt my feeling and, it, and they're saying oh you're making you you know that you're being dramatic you're you know whatever then I think you have to, that's when you kind of have to set a boundary. And it's like, you're not their therapist. They're not your therapist. You're not there to fix them in a way that is more, you're not there to make them more consumable to you and, and to act in a way that you appreciate. And that's just the nature of life. Like we can't be, I mean, you can try. I'm sure, I'm sure people do it, but you can't be best friends with everybody. And I think that that's okay, right? Like, I think as long as you are, you know, again, sort of going back to respect, being respectful and like, you know, don't be calling them when you need something. And then when they need something from you, you don't answer. Right. Like, don't do that. <laughs> but I think, again, you have to be aware of your own like triggers and your own way of how you interact with people and how you deal with people. And if you say, you know, like, for example, if, if you have a friend who teases you all the time and they may use a word that someone said that to you growing up and it was not meant in a nice way, right? But they're saying it as a joke. It could be very offensive to you and you say, hey, I don't like it when you call me this or I don't like it when you say this about me. Then, and they just don't get that. Then you have to be like, I like this person. I appreciate this person, you know, but that's just, that's just hard for me. That's just something I can't deal with the value that they add to my life, I don't feel is worth what I am having to, to sort of process and deal with in my own mind and, and with my own self, that it's just not worth it to me, especially if they're not respecting that you say, Hey, I can't, you can't call me that, or you can't do this to me, or you can't treat me that way because it's really triggering for me. Right. So mm -hmm. I think again, being aware of who you are as a person and how you feel and what triggers you and what, you know, and then having, as best as you can, an idea of how this person is and how you two sort of are able to interact. Laura, you brought up a really good point. Tali, you and I were actually talking earlier this week about words that we like are sort of triggers for us. I don't know if you saw that text I sent you today, but it was so funny that there's this post that said something like about black people. In fact, let me read it. I'm gonna read it. It said, 
if you're black and grew up quote unquote spoiled and or bougie, you went through a phase where those two words were very triggering for you. Folks you love called you that to water you water down your blackness. And I always felt that. I used to hate. I don't really mind bougie, but if somebody calls me spoiled because my experience is different, especially how do I say this respectfully? I'll just say that I was aware of my privilege. But I felt the need to fight and argue against it when someone would point it out to me. Because it's like, yeah, I I, un- I understand. I'm black and I do have some privilege, but that doesn't wipe away some of my blackness. So for me, I used to tell people all the time, especially family members, family members do this to me more than anyone else will say, oh, you're so spoiled. Well, I'm fortunate. I'm lucky. I'm blessed. I don't think spoiled is necessarily the word because there are still certain things that I don't have that you do or that other people do. There are certain experiences that I would kill to have. I would trade money for, I would trade some of my quote unquote spoiled experiences for with going to a school where I was the only black kid in my class for like eight to 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like during really pivotal developmental years, I would have been, I would have loved to see somebody who's sitting next to me that looks like me. So when there was an issue that popped up and I'm like, should I be offended right now? I have nobody to ask. I don't have a peer to ask. Of course, I felt like I could go to my family, my mother, my grandparents, things like that. But again, it's also, there's also a generational difference there. Because for them, they might have been like, oh, that happened to me too. And then that's a bit of a brush off. And it's like, okay, but that still doesn't negate my experience. Yeah. Still doesn't make it okay. Still doesn't make it okay. So... I know that's a bit of a tangent, but I think for me, one of those boundaries are that word of spoiled. That's a trigger for me, and I know it. So now that I know that it's a trigger, I have to be careful with who uses that word and how I express and explain, hey, that's a bit of a trigger for me. Can you not, like, please don't refer to me as that. I don't like that. Now, if I've told you several times and you still decide to use it, I'm not going to say I'm not going to. I'm going to cut you off or anything, but I definitely have to move. Our relationship has to move around differently because if you would, and and this is the thing about boundaries, if you would disrespect something that small, Mm. what are you going to do with the things that are bigger than that? That's good. That's good. Really interesting topic. And um, yeah, I just really appreciate T like everyone else tuning in to listen to this episode. Um, Sticking with us from season one too, because it's something we've talked about and it's been another triggering topic for others that want to really talk about it but uh as always if you guys could the only thing i ask for i don't ask for much you know you guys really never hear me ask for anything please download our episodes on spotify apple music as well as google Podcasts. then additionally downloading our episodes can you please guys give us a follow on our youtube page hit that like and subscribe button because you guys know the algorithm it's very crucial i'm getting passionate about this i don't do this very much but then also on our Facebook and Instagram. All right, I'm calming down here. We've been talking a little bit. Uh, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you guys too, Amelia, Laura, and Kian for this time. But until next time, take it easy. 